Well, hello. Welcome to the Church Planting Podcast. My name is Clint Clifton. This podcast is intended to help church planters and sending churches aspiring to make more disciples through church planting. Well, today we're going to have another conversation with Caleb Kreider, our guest from last week. This time we're going to talk about platforms, missionary platforms. Uh, Caleb's the co-founder of the Upstream Collective. He's an author. He's been a church planter both in Spain and here in the United States. He's a really thoughtful uh, missiologist, and we want to spend some time talking to him today about creating platforms. So let's get Caleb on the phone. Hello, this is Caleb. Caleb, hey, this is Clint. Hey, Clint, how's it going? Good, how are you? Great. So, Caleb, you've worked a lot as a, a foreign missionary, and you've worked with the International Mission Board a lot in various uh, uh, settings. And so one of the issues that's constantly coming up for, for foreign missionaries, and and I think probably should be thought about a little bit more for national church planters here in the U.S., is the issue of, of platform. Um, when we when we here in the U.S. Uh, say, uh, somebody asks, what is it that you do? Why are you here living in the city? And we say, I'm a church planter or I'm a missionary. Uh, that That is received in a certain way. And some church planters believe, and I've even recently had some church planters tell me that that has knocked their legs out from under them in terms of receiving a hearing. So uh, t- tell us what, a platform is first of all and uh, and let's just begin to talk about that a little bit a platform is your your social identity uh, in a place let, let me let me see if I can clarify in the old days um, missionaries would go to foreign countries as a missionary right and um, for the most part that didn't originally uh, make any sense to the na- the nationals so to say I'm a missionary didn't mean anything and so they would sort of start to do multiple things in order to connect with people. They would try to translate the scriptures into the local language. They would um, assist with community development. They would tell stories. They would, you know, all those different things. And, but eventually what happened was tribes uh, and, and nations and countries would um, be resistant to the idea of a missionary. Like, we don't, we don't want missionaries. Um, and so there are places in the world where missionaries are not allowed to go, right? The government says, the laws say, no, no missionaries. And so in those cases, how does a Christian who is sent to that place engage with people? You can't show up and say, I'm a missionary. Uh, you, can't, you can't be a missionary, right, legally. And so what do you do? Well, platforms are the idea that we would say, well, don't go in as a missionary. Go in as a uh, as a writer, go in as a photographer, go in as a as a farmer, an agriculture specialist, you know, whatever whatever it is, uh, and that uh, that interaction would be uh, then makes sense. So you now have, you have access to people based on this job that you you've taken. Now there are some terrible examples of uh, people sort of faking their platform, right? So they would be like, I'm going to be a psychologist today. And they would just show up and like. Uh, you know, tell everybody they're a psychologist, even though they don't have any education or experience as a psychologist. That's a, that's a that's a, like a front, right? That's a that, that's not what we're talking about here. Right. Uh, what we're talking about is going in it with a legitimate reason to be there. Now, uh, that's happening. That's increasingly the case, even in friendly countries like in Western Europe. There's multiple countries where you can't show up as a missionary on mission, anything like that. They need to know what are you here to do. A teacher, that makes sense. A lawyer, got it. 
uh, a pastor, okay, of what church? A church planter, that means missionary, no. And so there's lots of sort of uh, uh, need for platforms there. But what we're finding is uh, even in those places where it's legal to show up as a missionary or use a, a church planter platform, um, socially it doesn't make sense. Socially, yeah. people it, it creates more barriers, more of a, a, an a obstacle to, to communication and relationships than, than necessary. And so what we're having, what we're finding is that uh, the best missionaries are not missionaries. Best missionaries are people with real jobs, real interests, real experience, particularly because then the, 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 the people on the ground, people in the city, they see value in your presence. You know, if you're a police officer, even if you're not on the local police force, they see that as, oh, you're a, you're a police officer. That makes sense. Um, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a grocer, whatever it is. Um, but missionary is one of those things that is seen as negative, right? This doesn't offer us anything. Church planter, so you're going to come in and set up a franchise of, of your mega church from the South? Great. So um, more and more we're seeing, even in, in the United States, church planters adopting platforms, right? And again, it, it's not this fake thing that you say you do, uh, but you're really a church planter. It's, I'm going to plant churches by being this in this community. Um, and, and it requires a different approach, right? If you only went to Bible college and seminary, you're likely uh, underqualified for a platform. Right. But if you have a business business degree or background in uh, you know legal background or teaching or something like that, now you've got some ready-made opportunities. And and ultimately, that's what it's about. It's about opportunities, access to people um, in a way that makes sense to them, and and access not on a super in a, in a superficial sense, but in a day day-to-day life, uh, interacting. You know, going to work, sharing. You know, the nine to five grind. That's where you can really share life, and people can see that your life. Uh, is oriented around this, around this gospel message that you proclaim. Right. Agencies and church planning organizations, I guess, then would have varying uh, levels of acceptance of this idea because then it call it obviously calls into question what is the what's the purpose of the mission sending agency and how do I both have a full time job or some some legitimate platform and also receive funding from from churches and mission agencies. So how are you seeing mission agencies interacting with that and dealing with that transition? Yeah. You know, for a long time, it was sort of like, well, we want you to be planting a church, not uh, working in a coffee shop. And so if you're spending all your time working in a coffee shop, then, you know, when are you planting a church? And I think more and more people are recognizing um, that, okay, planting a church is great in theory, but what do I do on Tuesday morning? Like, what, what does that look like? Um, and so the ready-made opportunity for uh, building relationships and living out the gospel um, is present there when you have when you have a real job. You know, people respect you when you have even that term. I mean, how many times have you heard? If you're a church planter, you've heard when are you going to get a real job, right? Because right. people kind of see it as it's not this real thing. Um, now, I get the the, the question of time. Um, there, there are some church planters, uh, international missionaries who think, you know, oh, it's the coolest thing ever. We're going to open a coffee shop and it's going to be awesome. And people are going to come hang out, hear the gospel. And, and you know, they, they work super hard, long, long hours to, to, to put this thing together. They, they raise a lot of money. They put a lot of work into it. And at the end of the day, it doesn't actually get them any kind of relationship with anybody because they've got to attend the, the coffee bar. You know, they've got to serve coffee. And, and that's also the, the relationship that's set up for them. So people don't see them as a friend. They see them as, you're my waiter. Like, serve me coffee. Don't talk to me. Right. So uh, there are good platforms and bad platforms, right? There are platforms that give you the flexibility and the time to relate to people. 
to move in and out of life, uh, to share life with people. And then there are bad platforms, which, you know, hey, just because, you know, if you're an accountant and you're, you're crunching numbers, um, maybe you're not going to get as much opportunity to interact with people. I don't know. Right. So um, a platform it depends. A good platform doesn't just depend on the time or the, the, the expense. It, it, it also kind of builds, you know, it depends on the personality. It depends on the, it depends on the context and, and the people that you're working with. Yeah. Um, most church planning, like most mission agencies are all over this idea. of Maybe you've heard business as mission or, or marketplace uh, ministry. And it's because at the, you know, at the end of the day, a person who's working has access, but then also has income. So rather than having to raise your, your, your support financially or depend on your church to, to, to pay you 100%, um, now you've got this job. Maybe it's part-time, maybe it's flexible, but uh, that, that just for your livelihood. Um, and so that, that alone makes it an attractive uh, model for a lot of spending agencies. Right, right. Uh, so in the North American context for church planters here, when I'm hearing church planters sort of feedback that it's detrimental for them to communicate that they're church planters and missionaries. Um, um, do you think there's legitimacy to that? Like there is in Western Europe or do you think we're catching up to, to, to Western Europe in that way right now? Or do you think that, you know, by and large, that's still a barrier that can be gotten over in our major cities? Yeah, I think it depends on, on your, your context. Um, you know, in, here in, in, in Virginia, when you talk about church planting, people kind of know what that means. It means you're just going to start a new flashy big show, you know, in town. And so there's kind of a negative reaction to that. I'm a church planter. Um, I think if you go to other parts of the, the country, uh, when we were in the Pacific Northwest, people didn't have any frame of reference at all for the term. So if I said I was a church planter, they were like, what? What is that? And so it gave me opportunity. And at the end of the day, people saw that almost like as an entrepreneurial sort of you know, uh, business. People there really value social startups and mm-hmm. humanitarian uh, work and nonprofits and charities. And so it, they kind of put it in that category and it sort of made sense to them. Right. Um, so I think it just depends on your context. I do think uh, we've got to find creative ways to connect with people. And I think that if, if it's a barrier uh, to start with, you don't have to like immediately go out and, and get, a, get a, an MBA and then become a businessman. Like try talking about it in a different way. Right. Uh, so, so don't just, you know, don't just like jump to conclusions, but ask people, what does it sound like to you when I say I'm a church planter or missionary? What does that, what does that mean to you? You know, and, and see what they're really reacting against. Because maybe it's something as simple as, as the phrasing that you're using. Right. It is, is it disingenuous for a church planter to say something like, um, uh, if they, let's say for example, they're uh, using your example, they're they like to write, they're a writer too, but they don't earn the majority of their live, living writing to say that they're something that they sort of secondarily are in order to uh, cro- to cover that problem. Is that disingenuous? It's disingenuous to lie, <laughs> to be deceitful. Clearly. Um, but man, I lived in Portland for, for five years and I rarely met someone who told me what they did nine to five, right? So if I met somebody and, and it came up like through the process, through the conversation, hey, what do you, what do you do? What are you into? You know, um, and, and usually I didn't even have to ask. They would tell me, I'm an artist. I, I'm in a band. You want to come to my show? We've got a new album out. Or, 
you know, I'm, a, I'm a chef and I'm starting, uh, I'm, ex- I'm experimenting with uh, food from, you know, Eastern Europe, uh, Eastern European cuisine or whatever. Like they'll, they'll, they'll talk about it. They identify not with their job because their day job is they work as a bank teller. Right. They don't, that's not their identity. That's what they do to, you know, put food on the table. Um, they are this thing in their mind. They're, 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 they're a businessman. They're an artist. They're an entrepreneur, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really it, it's not. Now, it's, it's disingenuous to lie and say, well, I'm a professional writer. Right. If you don't make your money from writing, you're not a professional writer. Right. And so we've got to be really honest about those things. But to say, hey, I, uh, you know, I do this to pay the bills, but then this is my passion. This is what I'm called to do. This is what I'm gifted in. This is what I'm interested in. Um, I think that resonates with people. But yeah, yeah there is certainly uh, distaste, especially because there are good examples or bad examples of of folks showing up and just, just lying or sort of being really cagey about, okay, but who, what do you do? Like, uh, and right. when you can't answer a simple question, like what, Hey, why'd you come to Baltimore? Right. If you don't have a good answer for that, uh, then that's, that's really suspicious. Right. 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 And I, I, I'm even running into church planners that are saying something along these lines or saying something like, um, uh, the, because of the number of, churches that in major cities specifically that aren't making it, that it feels very presumptuous to say, I'm here to start a church, um, that they sort of have a lower bar goal to start off with. I'm here, you know, in their minds, I'm here to form relationships, to, to share the gospel, to make disciples. And I, I personally, I hope that that develops into a new church. You know, they're kind of thinking along those, but, but they are very aware of the fact that new churches often don't make it. And that um, that it's really really hard work in urban urban northeastern urban environments is like where we are, and so they feel presumptuous to even say to say that. So they they feel a need to to talk about something else that they do a little more than that because they don't sure. know if a church will come out of it or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, some people see it almost like. Uh, yeah, why, you're going to come in and start new churches? What about these old existing churches? I, I get that. Um, and some of that's how you talk about it. Like, don't just give, I'm a church planter. Give the, give, don't answer the question they're asking, but answer what they should be asking, which is uh, the state of, of Christianity. I, I, try to, I try to work with people that won't normally go to a, a, an existing church. Or, hey, the existing churches, is, uh, existing churches are dying. We see that left and right. I'm trying to, I want to explore what, what comes next. You know, what, what should, what should the, the body and bride of Christ look like in, in a new era? Some of those kinds of conversations are, are certainly more interesting than I'm here to compete with those dying old, you know, old churches. Right, right. But I think there's also, there's also a little bit of, um, yeah, like when we say I'm a church planter, um, we know what we mean, but there's sort of a, there's just a need to explain. And, and so often when we just answer with quick labels and sound bites, uh, there's just too much room for misunderstanding. Right. And so if we can just say, hey, this is really what I want to see. I want to move into relationship with people because I, I, I'm so transformed by the gospel, and I want this for you as well. I, I want this for this city. Um, whether they agree with you or not, they, then they get your passion and not your agenda. Right. And to right. me, that's a key, a key difference. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. I remember once telling somebody, asked, they asked what I did, and I told them I started new churches. And a few days later, they they were asking me questions about building design and, and assuming that I was yeah. an architect or whatever. And so it was very, you know, very humorous that just, I you know, I thought I was communicating clearly, but they received it in a way different sure. way. So. Uh, but there's guys. There are guys who love, love their new. Their, like they'll pick a new title just just to kind of throw people off. You know, like a lot of pastors are changing their title to like cultural architect or you know I, I don't even know I can't even think of them. But just and and, and some of them are you know some of, some of it's silly. I think silly, but um, uh, but I, I get what they're going for. Uh, we don't want to confuse people. And um, at, at the end of the day, our title is not important. The name of Jesus is important. So get that into the conversation as quickly as possible. Don't. Or, you know, try to try to find some because no matter what your title is, that's not what people need, right? That's not what people what's going to transform lives. Right. So I say, as long as it moves us in the conversation where we can share the gospel, uh, then then that makes sense. Bring it on, be creative. Right, right. Caleb, this talk's been really helpful. Thank you for taking time to to talk with me about these things today. Yeah. Today's church planting podcast is brought to you in part by the Upstream Collective. Now, Upstream's this group of churches that seeks to think and act like missionaries. And if you want to find out more about them, you can go to their website. It's theupstreamcollective.org. I'd like to give a special thanks to Caleb Kreider, who spent his time talking with us today, and to Xavier Chapman, who produced and edited today's show. And as always, a special thanks to you, who listened all the way to the very end. Now, you can learn more about the Church Planting Podcast if you'd like to by visiting our website at clintclifton.org. There you'll find additional posts about church planting and notes and links from today's show.